Good evening, beautiful people, and happy, thankful Thursday. Well, whatever it is that you've done today, I hope that it's brought you nothing but reasons to smile. And if it hasn't, well, you know how it goes. By the time you leave here today, you will have either laughed at me or with me, and I'm okay with both. As you know, I like to bring on people that go with what I stand for, and that is love, hope, and courage. So if you haven't listened before to Lady Bolding, which is myself, and the Pickled Heart Productions, maybe you're new to this. Well, let me introduce you to what we do. We bring you stories that influence love, hope, and courage. So if you're looking for the Gossip Channel, you may want to keep clicking. I'm not it. But by the end of this program, I hope that you will find something that has inspired you to some degree. Today, I have somebody all the way from Canada. Uh, thank goodness for the internet. Her name is Annie Hardock. I hope that I'm, I'm saying that right because it's literally spelled like Hardock. So uh, Annie Hardock, she'll come on and she'll help me out with that because I am really good and uh, specialized in butchering names, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> well, in case you haven't heard who she is, she is one of the Asian women who boss up. But it goes deeper than that. You see, Annie likes to also unlock little geniuses with the abacus. She is a children's education expert. She's done it for many years. She's also had 25 years of business experience on the internet. I need you to think about that. 25 years of that. Wow. Talk about an expert. So without further ado, I'm going to bring you Annie Hardock. One second, please. Hello, Amy. Hi, Annie. <laughs> so good to see you again. We've been running into each other a lot this week. So thank you so much for the invitation. So, Annie, let's tell them where you're from and where you were born and what number were you in the lineup of your siblings? Wow. I actually was born and raised in Hong Kong. Uh, so after, well, I finished uh, high school, I came to Canada for higher education. For wow. university. And uh, yes, I am number nine in my family. <laughs> That's total of nine siblings and uh, I was the youngest. Nine. Nine siblings. Nine. Number nine. Nine's a good number. I like nine. Today's the ninth, right? Look at that. Nine, nine, nine. All right. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, first of all, I know that I'm limiting you because you guys have to know that she has co-authored four books. However, I'm bringing you two today. So I don't want to shortchange her and not mention them. I am blessed enough, and you can't see it because of the background, to have all four. So I am thankful, Annie, for I have the signed version, and I'll tell you how you can get your signed versions too and how to order them before the show tonight is over. So first I want to talk about what led you to yourself, Annie? Was there a change, something that happened in your life that maybe caused you to look deeper into who Annie was? Um, let's talk about the younger Annie. The younger Annie. Like I actually have 18 years of uh, each phase of my life, huge change. Right. Yes. So do you want to talk about the young Annie? Let's talk about what made you kind of go inside a little bit deeper. I know that you and I have talked before and you talked about when you became divorced and you yes. were Yes. 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 What was the transition like? Yes. That transition was the most difficult part <laughs> of my life. Yes. And that happened uh, was like 1998 or so. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a long time. Yes. Um, so well, at that time, yes, the the big change was that uh, for me, I'm very, uh, what do you call it, committed <laughs> to my marriage. So it was like an 18 years long relationship, 14 years married, right? Mm -hmm. That was really difficult like for me, but it totally changed my life. I, so I actually, uh, shortly after the um, separation, actually, I, I gone into deep depression, like for three years, right? Okay. Three, three straight years. And what happened is that um, through that time, uh, my son was only uh, almost almost four years old. Like, to me, I even though I was secured financially because I was a system consultant and I was uh, having already have my own business, mm -hmm. um, but that change caused me to wonder what life is about. Okay. Because I thought I had everything, 
Right. We were living on a 10 acres farm and I had a great like income um, and having just like a newborn, like, like, you know, like new baby, toddler, um, uh, everything was, looked like, perfect to me. So right. my, uh, now is ex, <laughs> mm-hmm. told, told me that he wanted to separate and divorce and I, I just couldn't accept it. Okay. Yeah. So, but then uh, it, it did happen and um, things I finally accepted it. Mm-hmm. So we separated and uh, divorced up by like 1999, it was a, a, a divorce, right? Mm-hmm. But then I didn't notice I was in depression until my family doctor told me. Okay. And she, uh, yeah, recommended me <laughs> for the psychotherapy. And through the talking and I, then I, I started to know that I didn't even know I had postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. I think that's what, um, you know, without the knowledge of all the mental health, uh, that's uh, easy to happen. So my son was already four, but I didn't know I, when I had him, I had depression. I, I just knew that I was e- easily irritated, irritated. Um, but throughout that period, and I was wondering what I should do with my life, like, you know, right. with my child, because I just find making the life decision become it's not just my own decision become it's affecting whatever decision i make it's going to affect my child right so that was important to me um uh, and that was make it more difficult because i am now thinking about someone right um so so what happened was i tried to um uh, more on the personal growth like knowing about myself right right Uh, because i think uh working um I, I was actually in the corporate world, <laughs> right? Even I doing system consulting, um, it's hardly like it's almost uh, numbing your feeling and everything. That's what I I noticed when everything, uh, when the divorce came, I just suddenly felt everything. <laughs> like all kind of emotion came, right? Like like whether it's anger, hate, like hatred, right? Like like wonder why why it happened. Right. Especially right. it wasn't me that initiated it. Then I just wonder why, what did I do wrong? <laughs> what did right. I do? Right. right. Um, uh, and also losing hope. I, that's, that's what I, I thought. Like I felt a failure. Right. I felt like, like also the marriage, I didn't know I had such a great, big response. And I felt like it's a death. Right. I, it, 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 that's the same feeling as someone had died. That's how I felt. Right. So I felt deeply. Um, but through that transition, the, the three years actually, <laughs> I was in uh, depression. It's like I actually refused to even get help except the um, going through the psychotherapy. I went and um, do it. Like I, I think it's because of my son. I thought, well, I need to get him into activities. So the first thing I did um, uh, was joining the karate because I put him in karate. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I, I just suddenly felt something within six months. I, I just thought I, I knew that the, the purpose, the reason of life. And that's what the first, um, well, one of my uh, uh, lots of uh, spiritually inspired poem came right. from that. Because right. all the learning about breathing in the mm-hmm. uh, arts helped me. And also I started yoga. I think those two, yoga and um karate that's what started yeah. my journey of uh, yes. spiritual growth and personal growth and you had and that's kind of what brings me to this part i want um, people to notice that you made a decision so you went from basically having this big wonderful 10 acre wonderful house you got your husband you got your kid you got this fairy tale type life right yes. and and divorce is kind of taboo so um, you know separations are kind of taboo and this happens to you you all of a sudden disappear from yourself for a number of years for a number of years you just disappear you just sink and not you don't even understand that you're disappearing from your own life somebody finally tells you hey annie i'm shaking you a little bit because there's something going on something i found very touching in your story is that you mentioned that you made a decision and i think this is what people have a hard time doing when they're going through a hard time you decided to get out of the corporate world get out of the nine to five and you said you know being able to spend time with my son instead of working nine to five job that nine to five job didn't interest me that's huge 
So you took a from scratch mindset, not to say that you, of course, didn't have the power within you all along, but maybe you didn't realize how big and powerful you were until after this had happened. So you decide, hey, it says right here, it says, I said, well, you talk about the power of influence. Your son, when he's 15, I believe he wanted a job, right? He said that he wanted to earn some money or something like that. And you told him, oh, we'll get a job, right? <laughs> because actually that uh, he, he just finished the grade 10, uh, but that year didn't have rap soccer. He normally was in uh, a rap soccer. soccer. Uh -huh. I said, get a job or do something because I think the legal age to start working was like 14. Uh, yeah, and, and he's uh, eligible to, to start working, right? So I was like, just get a job. But instead of getting a job, he actually <laughs> just started uh, teaching other kids. Right. To... Yes. That, that's what I was like, wow. So that was the power of your influence, Annie. I, I think that is so big. You know, we, we're going to talk later about Annie's voice, but I, I think about the influence that you had on him. He said he ended up teaching all the neighborhood children about mental math. And we're going to go into that. It's a skill that he learned when he was six years old using the abacus, which is an ancient Chinese tool. And um, later, you know, and I will say that I looked at statistics and U.S. is really low and behind par on mathematics skills. And so that's why I'm hoping that if there's somebody here who is a teacher or maybe wants different insight, that they you now offer an online program for this. And um, I think that that's amazing. So here your your son was following your example and saying, I'm just going to go create a business. So tell me a little bit about that. Uh, yes, actually, the, the first time I know that uh, he uh, doesn't really <laughs> want to work for anyone else was um, uh, a delivering newspaper because it, it just happened that um, I think he was in grade nine, like high school. Uh, because our area, like suddenly, like, like they don't have anyone, like you know, to pick up that job of delivering newspaper, right? He quit within one week. <laughs> he said, "No, it's not for me." He said, "No." He, he he's very clear and knowing what he wants, like since he is little, right? Because he said he wanted to use his mind, use his brain to do the work so that's the type like it's nothing wrong with like you know physical work and other things but he just preferred using his smart and his uh, brain so um when like so when he was in grade 10 so that's what uh he loved and, and, and he taught right and because just because all the teachers and every grade that he moved up to they want him to show this uh method of mental math because it's really amazing and he was trained when he was six and that's the perfect age to uh actually start the training and it's about four to five years uh time to train um and it's it's amazing they look like genius but it is trained right like uh because it's not just about math it's actually uh building more synapses like in the brain whatever i always use the word like you know high speed internet and back in the 90s like early 90s we have to dial up i think lots of the young people don't know what the dial up okay. <laughs> is it just through a phone line and you wait forever like to get connected right so but we are able to train right. children's brain instead of a dial-up network in their mind it's high speed <laughs> right no that's that's an amazing that's an amazing example another thing i really appreciate about this book that Annie is, is, oh, I might say, I was like, wow, my girl Dee Dee Wong's in it and Amy Lynn, I actually knew three people in this book and I was surprised. That's just, you know, how the power of networking is. And that's another thing that you're an expert in. But um, Dee Dee Wong is doing some big things. Amy Lynn is doing some big things. So a shout out to them because um, I, I think there's some amazing women doing amazing things. Um, Amy Lynn and I actually shared the name just spelt different. So that's kind of an interesting thing. But I like the way that they formatted the book with questions. It was an interview type book and I really like that because it's not just a, a, a read from start to finish from a bunch of insight. It's actually pulling out different parts of each of the authors. And so I really like this. But um, one thing that you had mentioned where you talked, there was a question about COVID, right? And having to reevaluate the way you want your life to be. And you made such a powerful statement in here. You said by the time he was 23, talking about um, your son, he had made six figures. He's an entrepreneur, even at a university, he was already making money online. So, I mean, the power of how he continued to grow and walk in doing that. And you mentioned how he always comes up with new ideas. He also um, got interested in the financial side. So you guys, um, did you guys go in business together at any point? 
Uh, no, not really. We, I, I started the uh, um, Abacus business was because uh, after this summer, I just told him to do like a summer, right? Uh, teaching young kids, but then all the parents wanted to continue. Mm -hmm. That's when we started uh, looking for location and uh, started uh, uh, a business. But actually, at that time, I was actually a, a part a partner with actually his advocacy teacher. Wow! wow. <laughs> okay. That trained okay. trained him, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we were uh, partners. So he was uh, like my son was uh, being a teacher. So we didn't really uh, go into it. Like you know, he's teenager, right? Like all he does is just that one hour, like the, you know, the the teaching time, right? Yeah. But you know, running a business is more <laughs> yes, a lot of things. So I was the one that doing all the like uh, marketing and administration and <laughs> everything. Why right? Nice though. So you guys collaborated. You did some stuff. He started. You kind of did. Yeah, yes, and but then he he started to go into university within like uh, yeah just a couple of years, and he started to, you know to university, which he moved up as <laughs> to Montreal, right? And then he knows like he, he wouldn't be doing these weekend job like, or part time job. <laughs> He's yes, so totally like so I took over and uh, I, I I also uh, trained uh, a right. teacher, right? And uh, this uh, this year is actually the tenth anniversary, <laughs> right? Right. Yes. And I wanted to celebrate you on the other business as well. You mentioned something uh, in there. You said, I was struggling with work-life balance because of the long daily commute to the city. I thought, this is not living life. For me, it was important to create a type of life that I wanted. So you started an online home-based internet business in 96. The company is celebrating 25 years this year. And you were doing things when people were laughing at people when they were talking about online internet businesses right they always like, well, yeah oh. especially in a small town <laughs> they say why do they need <laughs> why do they need you right like but i see the potential right uh, because in a small town the uh it's different right because like everyone think that they, like they already know each other why do they need the mm -hmm. internet right but i see it's further like <laughs> it's like not just that time i just see the future of internet and that was in 96 when i started the internet based business right wow. um yeah and and even i i actually uh, uh for a time like i i was selling the internet access because in a small town like we actually had problem with the getting uh, just even internet access there's what there was only one company that doing like uh, services like for wow. internet, like for dial up right, right. and then uh, there was a big company and they were looking for someone to represent them to uh, sell the internet i just saw that opportunity and i took it <laughs> so wow. so uh, yeah and and then because i have the technical background that's why i just see it's a low cost and i can uh, uh develop you know uh things like over the internet um so uh, that that's what i, I really see um opportunities <laughs> when, when the uh, other people like the same with the COVID, right like i think you mentioned before about how i pivoted um during COVID time so i think i have that entrepreneurial mind and then i think my son yes <laughs> i think it's who you are around by like because i, I raised him as single parents when he was only four and he actually had to go out with me to when I visit client, I have, I have to drag them along. And then also when I built a networking group for a couple of years, I actually have to oh, do it oh, right here in my basement. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, because uh, it, it's difficult to just uh, always have a babysitter or someone. So he actually went out to do lots of uh, hearing all these uh, business talk with me. Wow. And you know, Annie, you, you are so wonderful. And you say in here, there's a question that was asked to you. And the question was, what advice would you give to another woman who wants to create a lifestyle of her own? She wants to, um, she wants to create that and she doesn't know where to start. Where would you tell them to start? Your answer was, the first place to start is to have a very clear vision of the type of life you want to live. And then you work backwards. So now what you have to, so now what you have to do, I always say once you know your end goal, the vision or the type of life, then every small decision that you make becomes very easy. So when I read your story about how you were a single mom and you made that decision, you said, I don't want this nine to five life. I don't want to lose hours in traffic. I don't want to miss moments with my child. I want to be there. You created a vision for your life. 
And Annie, you have been amazing at follow it, following that and creating opportunities. And um, like you said, creating 10, 15 years with one thing, 25 years with another. So um, I think that's a powerful message. And then you mentioned, I'm committing myself to help the existing students to finish their programs. And then I'm going to choose another type. So here you were, you made a commitment for the life that you were living at the time, being a single mother, being with, you know, having to do with the, the day-to-day what a single mother does with a kid with you. Now you're at a point where your child is grown. And I feel like this is so inspirational because Annie, you now are working on new projects. You're now finishing up some things so that you can start new stuff. What is it that keeps giving you that courage? Because I know my vision. I know what type of life I want. And then, so actually I find people, uh, whether you wanted a, a, a corporate job uh, uh, or having a business, they are not really just your life purpose, you know? <laughs> it's the vision, like what you want to, how you want to live, to, to live your life, right? Mm-hmm. So once you know that, the like whether having a business or working at a job or making money, it's just a vehicle to get you to the type of life that you want to live, right? So, so that's what the situation when I was a single mom, I, I just made the commitment that I say, yes, I'm going to raise him as a single parent. And then I am going to have as much time as possible to bring him to all the activities. That's why I chose the internet platform. So by choosing what type of business I'm going into was because I know I can live that type of life. At that time, 96, I already knew that internet is 24 seven. I can work anytime I want. Right. Right. So that's why I chose that platform. And then I start thinking, okay, what, what kind of content and, and things should I be putting in? And then I just thought, oh, I'm new to this community. I have no idea what this new town was like, like how did you know anyone? No, didn't know anyone actually right. when we first moved here and to start this uh, business, but because I know my vision, what type of life I want. I want a home-based business, give me the flexibility and being able to take my kid. And, and if my kid is sick on that day, I don't have to just put him <laughs> in the thing. Do you know what I had? A, the, the doctor told me, okay, he, he has pink eye or whatever. Do you want, do you work? Do you, do, do you need to take a day off? Uh-huh. If you don't, if you, if you don't want to take a day off and you have to go back to your work, we'll give him antibiotics. Uh-huh. Otherwise just go home and just take care and it will take care. I said, I work from home. I can give him without taking the antibiotics. But it, it is like hearing it from the doctor. I just thought, oh, there is an option. Right. So it is our, like to me as a parent, I just feel, uh, you know, why would, why would I choose the other way if there is an option, you choose what's the best for for your child. So I think when you are clear of what type of life you want to live with, then you create, like whether you get a job or you, you, you create your own business, it's because you want to live that life that you want to live in. So like right now, my son already yeah i'm emptiness <laughs> so he already moved out three years ago that's why that's when i like what you read in that uh, chapter about me um thinking about the next phase of my life like because initially i was thinking about the advocates business i already had it for like close to 10 years at that time when my right. son uh, moved up and then i just thought well uh, it's a long commitment right like because our program is like four to five years uh, minimum right some take even longer and i just thought well i wait until all of them graduated um right. and slow down and then i will uh close <laughs> like yo because the type of work that i want mm-hmm. i could tell you <laughs> i wanted to travel right, <laughs> right? having my son i raised him first as a single mom and and uh, there's lots of uh, other restriction and um so the type of life that i want so i i was dreaming like what type of life and my mom like and lots of my family members still lived in hong kong right i just say well i love to you know go back and visit and then or like travel around the world that's what the type of life. i said having a physical location is not allowing me to do that so yeah. that's what's already in the plan uh, a few years ago but then COVID came yeah and I haven't finished, like, I, my, my, actually, my lots of, uh, quite a few of my kids that just, my kids, yeah, my students, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they just finished, like, graduating last year. 
So, so, and then I suddenly, when um, it opened up to uh, online, uh, like well, I have to pivot, like online, actually initially was just um, teaching the existing students because my mind was still thinking, oh, I just finished uh, like teaching them and, and that. But then I just start seeing the opportunity. And then I just start thinking, oh, with the internet access, I can actually be in another country. I can still help. Do what you're doing. Yeah. So I just thought, Oh, actually, I still have lots of passion about teaching and helping them, just seeing right. the impact that I have for them, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then I just said, well, now when it's open up, I can actually help more children, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Instead of just a physical location, actually, I have uh, uh, parents that drive about 45 minutes, that's the furthest wow. that they will come like every week, right? Um, so. So, and suddenly I just see the opportunity, like me, I, I always see opportunity, I think, that that's when I I said, sure. will satisfy the type of life that I want and also a fulfillment, being able to help uh, children. Yeah. So I made that commitment, I just saying, yes, I'm going to, uh, you know, expand this uh, online. Uh, so in, uh, actually just a year ago, yes now <laughs> enrollment time um that's when i started to enroll a new student so that means i'm continuing instead of shrinking it like you know not taking any more students that's what's before i was thinking you know with the location maybe i'll, I'll round it down and but instead right. i started to expand and the more i work on it and then the more i i feel like that's actually my purpose <laughs> for well, the I know that it's it's beneficial, and like I said, the U.S. our math our math rates are down compared to other countries. But you mentioned also in your book that um, this was powerful to me. To me, as an entrepreneur and somebody who is also living their their best life, and somebody who's trying new avenues and knocking on new doors and growing in ways that maybe we don't know how and which way, but we keep going forward because, like you said, we see what we want, and so we keep going. You said. Um, so remember, you might be talking to the wrong audience. And prior to that, you were talking about how some people may not get you or they might tell you that's wrong or they might tell you that's the wrong direction. And so you it, it was a good reality check of like, okay, it just it's, it's not about, you know, it being wrong. It's just maybe you're not in front of the, the right audience. Did that happen to you? Did you have an experience where maybe, you know, you had to switch gears or go with a different audience? Oh, uh, yeah, I can give you an example uh, because uh, I, I lived in a town that very, like a very, like uh, maybe a handful of uh, Asian, like a very small in the population, uh-huh. right? So um, the um, the culture is different, right? Like, uh, you know, the Asian culture versus the uh, Western culture and the uh, method that we use for uh, the uh, applicants is actually a, a Chinese like ancient uh, calculation tool. Right. Um, and then, but there is discipline because we are developing his skills. So it does require practice, right? But, but, but lots of, um, um, I guess for academic, it's not everyone's thing, like about practice, right? Like, rigorously. like actually I don't care even when it is a sports, right? Like you see some, some kids, they just come for the competition and, but not come for the practice, like for, 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 for soccer, um, so it's the commitment uh, in that um, excellent of the success. So when I started to do enrollment online, I just noticed like who I attract. It's the, the, the type of parents just want more. It's not that they come when they're struggling. Right. They actually wanted to invest in the long time, in the future learnings of their child, right? It's invest in their child's future learning. Right. That's big. That's really That's big. huge difference. So uh, normally my uh, summer is hardly have a student continue in the summertime in when I have the physical location. Mm-hmm. This is the year that's when I'm just more busy like, in the summer. So I noticed then it's the that you know uh, who who are am I attracted too with this type of program so it's the parenting style and sometimes it's it's a lot in the cultural uh influence right right so uh, it it helps to learn 
it's nothing wrong. Like the other, like just like some would need more education to to explain to the parents why, like you know, it, it's good to right. have uh, your kids like in advance of learning. You know, yes. it's, we actually really strong in building the foundation of mathematics, right?、Uh, mm-hmm. It's strong foundation skills, and that which I see like、uh, over the past ten years, especially, it's like losing the basic. You know, I, I can have like a ten years old on this, like just just five plus four, please, and then they they just keep counting the fingers. They like it's just like within weeks, I can teach them that、like, even adding series of numbers in their mind without using any tool, right?、Wow. So it's something easy to fix, but you don't know how it damage like. Really, I say I used to work damage, maybe a lot, but but it's like losing the confidence. I、yeah. just find when children lose their confidence in math when they are young, right? But、yeah. how can they expect them to get attracted like to to math, right? They'll run、uh, from it. I did. They'll run from it from math. No, you're right. If you don't have that,、um, and and we talked about this on a personal note where I told you like, okay, well, do you do it for adults too? Because for To be able to, you know, maybe there was this level of math that we didn't get, and you want to start from scratch. And I learned that because of my life story and how it was different, and how I went to school later, and how there was all those gaps because of my foster care, and there was all those, you know, I was more interested in surviving than I was actually learning math. So to have had an Annie Hardup who was there for me, who I could have learned from and just kept growing, like you said, it's a four-year program. And to be able to make me confident in math, I may have been an astronaut instead of who I am today. Who knows? You know, because I wouldn't have been small. Yes,、yeah, this so- is about future, right? Like it, it's investing now with your your, your child is for the future, not、right. just fixing something that they now have a problem. Even though we can, but right. right. Just do it.、Um, yes, and also our method is totally different than uh, just um, you know instead of the, using the logical side, we actually use <laughs> everything. So it, it's like、uh, an abacus is all made up of、uh, wire and beads, right? Like so, right. when the child like doing the mental math, they actually instead of seeing numbers in their mind, they actually see the movement of the beads that moving. Right, so become pictorial, and it is like it's a like large amount of information that they can process. So by the end of like、uh, their training, right, the amazing like say I give you an example is three digits times three digits. Say 124 times、uh, 253, whatever the number, right? Okay, that looks enormous. I I don't know how to do it, but when they're trained. They're not seeing numbers. That's why it's possible for these kids that finish our program being able to. But you see the、uh, the capacity that they have in their brain、right. to process the amount of information. That's from practice and building that network, right? Our network. So they are very fast in response time, which I witnessed. My son, oh my god, when he's seeing all those numbers just flying like to me, I just said.、Uh, Yes, he, he like he he doesn't know that it is through the training because he started training when he was six, right? Right. So that's the normal to him, right?、Like、when when he does it that way. But there there are lots of children being、uh, trained because my business partner been doing this、uh, training for twenty five years, right? Wow. Long time.、Mm-hmm. Yes. Now you mentioned in your book、um, on page twenty two it says.、Um, I have a step-by-step guide to transform your child into an eager and engaged learner in three simple steps. It's free. Okay, let me repeat that to you guys. It's free to download at Easy Math with Kids. Okay, here okay. is. Okay. Let me see here. Is that the correct? Is that the correct place, Annie? Uh, yeah, now we have a pop up.、Uh, it said、uh, yes. I, instead of confusing people, I have the、uh, free guide is actually at easymathforkids.net. But when they go to the .com, the first thing it popped up、okay. is the .net. They can yes,、okay. yes.、Why、the free step. Oh, it's more than just the guide. Actually, tell me about it, Annie. So besides besides the getting the three step process, how I actually help to engage right like children. Um, it actually has a free, like a trial class. <laughs> I I recorded the video so they see the process of how I implement those three steps to engage children. Actually, in that trial class on the video, there's a six years old, ten and eleven. 
And I trained them like, you know, just actually that's the, the amazing part of our program. Instead of the traditional school, they right. teach in, you know, by the grade. I can have like six years old, 10 and 12 in the same class and teaching at the same time, right? And also we have our own uh, um, a system that allowed them to ex- do their exercise and it's individualized in the, at their own pace. So there are online exercise for them to do as well. Um, but the it is that tricks of how do you engage children so the, the older one doesn't feel bored like you're talking to six years old and the six years old doesn't get lost when they're training the six, 10, right? So there, there's skills like, to do that. So that's why I call now myself uh, virtual education expert because it's been at least like 17 months that I've been doing this and I know you cannot like what happened to the school system you can't just take a teacher like without oh now you just teach it on uh, zoom or something right right but how do you do the engagement that's the problem right if the kid's not interested and not engaged you know and and i heard so many teachers saying well they actually don't see the kids because they don't turn their camera on right oh, okay. <laughs> the yeah. teacher eight, i think they said like maybe three or four that turn on the camera but uh-huh. they can force right like to, them to uh turn it on right right yes right. so so it's the engagement like so that's why i'm just saying what failure like i i, I really don't want like you know, parents or uh, others to see how awful it is with the online learning virtual, but you need that skill set to be able to engage children, especially the young one. I actually have children, like I said, you know, just four years old. <laughs> right. That is That's good. And so again, you guys, there it is down here. It's easymathforkids.net. I did want to go over your quote here. It says, being able to create the type of life that I want that's that's a success to me and i think that is the greatest measure of success is being able to create and live the type of life that you want so i think that that was so spot yes. on. if you want money that's your life that's fine but that's the the, the vision like of success is what type of life right, right. some might just feel that they're still not happy with the money mm-hmm. and what what type of life you want like basically what type of life do you want i got for me is i i need both like achievement and fulfillment i i need to feel achievement fulfilled like i like feeling that i i have a purpose of doing something and to me even success is like even i have my own business is like being able to delegate (laughs) things that i don't want to do to mm-hmm. someone else that's already a good start for me when i first started my business being able to pass all my like bookkeeping stuff like you know for years i've been doing all those things which like things that i don't want to do being able to pass it delegate no that that's a sign of success to be able to say i'm i was here and it had to be everything now i'm going here so that means i'm trending upward there's a level of success that can be measured by delegation you're absolutely correct so you guys um this this book asian women who boss up it is a very inspiring book again i know three ironically once i got it i realized wow i know three authors in here i'm cooking but um three very wonderful very powerful courageous and inspirational women amongst many others that are here i'm not taking from other people who are in this book but i know personally that the stories that are shared by the ones that i know are heartfelt and um you should get it i mean it's, it's really important to uh to get things that that keep inspiring you because um if not sometimes life can get a little bland the other one I want to, before I run out of too much time, because I do want you to be able to talk to us about how to contact you, what you're doing now, and what's up and coming. The other um, book here was um, Awakenings. I get confused in the camera. There you go, Awakenings. And it is Stories of Growth, Healing, and Magical Transformation. This book is also very beautiful. It goes over many stories. And... Um, you you talk about there was a time in your life your chap you're in chapter three and it talks about an uncharted path and you talk about music re-entering your life and you begin playing the piano again which you had given up 20 years before so i'm here to tell anybody and everybody who's out there that may have stopped doing something that used to bring them joy 
or something that used to make their feet feel light and their soul feel full, that you can go back to that piano and touch those keys again. You can pick up that guitar. You can, you know, try to go on that long walk or go fishing or do whatever it is. So what was that like for you, Annie, when you were able to touch those keys again and start playing piano? Can you tell us what happened inside? inside that was a lot that was shortly after the uh divorce right mm -hmm. and uh, actually uh before the divorce my son was in uh, uh piano but oh um yeah i can't really remember the time frame like just around that time but i i think it's the emotions that just i i actually told you that i was in depression right right i just need to find a relief from uh, the thoughts, I, I actually have obsessive thoughts <laughs> at that time, right? I, because it's all these negative feelings, right? And I was finding ways. And then uh, one thing was like about like starting writing journal. But then the next thing I noticed is like about uh, piano. I, I still have the upright like piano with me. And then I started the first is like playing something that I love, that I remember, right? And because that was easy. And then I started uh, putting my son in, uh, it's called Suzuki uh, Piano, like which you, because he was too young to start reading, like he doesn't know his letter yet, right? That's before kindergarten <laughs> almost. And so, so then I, I just thought when I started playing and then I just thought, wow, I can actually not thinking, not thinking about other things that really upset me. So I was to a point, uh, I think I remember one time, I think it was just playing bark, you know, just the finger, like, you know, doing these techniques. Right. And I was sitting there and then I find out I, I was, it was five hours. Wow. Five hours wow. I played nonstop because I was trying to escape from those thoughts that I didn't want. And then I start telling myself, okay, I knew that I was obsessed with something. And then I could say, well, it's better to be obsessed with the piano than obsessed with these negative thoughts. Yep. That was the only way out, I thought, I felt at that time, was just keep playing, then I don't... Uh, yeah, and, and I think that's how I got into music. And then also, I started when I started playing the piano at that time, when uh, like after the separation, what I felt was, like, oh my God, it was so different than when I was a teenager and playing piano. Because at that time, when I was a teenager, more likely it's just more the technique. Right. Now it's like I have the emotion. I felt it. Right. right? So that's a very powerful. And then I, it just started, um, magic happened. I start composing song. <laughs> wow. Um, that is what I wanted to, to somebody out there who may um, feel like they can't get away from their thoughts sometimes. I encourage you to engage in something that takes you away from it. And sometimes it might be a five hour session. Sometimes <laughs> it may be something, but it takes you to somewhere creative and it takes you to somewhere that's healthy. Because to stay in your mind like that and to stay in your thoughts that just run you ragged and you go get lost down the what if trail or start, you know, coming yeah. up with scenarios in your head, it can be a dark, dark place. So now you start playing that you had once played 20 years ago, started composing and writing and you wrote a song and it's just a beautiful story and a beautiful I'm so glad to share that. You guys look into Awakenings. It's really good. It does tell a lot of um it's important to read stuff like this because sometimes it will introduce you to avenues or ways that can take you somewhere more positive instead of maybe somewhere not so positive so i'm glad that you shared that you guys don't forget um asian women who bossed up i do want to tell you where to get this stuff if you go to anniesvoice.com right annie yes yes go to anniesvoice.com you can get um books and what else is on anniesvoice.com what else is on there uh well you can get like all four books right besides the asian women who boss up and also i would personally sign them and shift it to you that that is pretty amazing Yes, um, and actually, uh, Annie's voice is actually going to transition uh, branding into all the three major, major <laughs> uh, things that I'm doing. And it's all about expression, transformation, 
and expansion. Mm. So in those three areas, so watch for it. And it's um, uh, because, I, like I said, the personal growth is really important to me, part of my life. Um, and I have actually written um, uh, more than a dozen of, of um, spiritually inspired poems during the period that when I was in my depression. Um, and I, Annie's voice is one of those that let that voice coming out with all those insights because I feel that I was guided to how I raised my son. That was uh, a very private, personal journey, like that. What's the uh, uh, poems has uh, guided me, and and also the music that I composed. And actually, uh, one of the poems that's in the Awakenings book, uh, when I when it was published, is about. Uh, three years ago, two, two years ago, <laughs> I, I just said, I, because then I look at the poem and I saw another new insight. I say, what am I searching for? So the next phase of my life, the answer is right in the poem, right? It answers. So every time I read about this, these poems, it come with those new insights. That's why I just felt that it was inspired. Like, uh, th that's how they come. Like, <laughs> that's why I want to uh, let other, uh, to share with the others um, about uh, uh, these poems. And, um, wow. That's just what Annie's voice is going to allow, actually allow me, <laughs> allow myself to express what's, what's in me. Yeah. Right. You know, everything we're hailing, like you see this beautiful mural. It's been painted like 20 years ago, right, in my basement. But like I said, I started the um, business um, in 96. And when I go through my um, uh, depression, actually, that's when these murals started. Like, I got painted in 99, when, uh, shortly after the uh, divorce. Mm -hmm. um, there are six murals, but they so inspired. Like, uh, that's when all the spiritual inspired poem and music uh, mm -hmm came out. Wow. Yes. And it's ready to be released um, shortly uh, under Annie's voice. And that's, that's what, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Okay. So are you still, for Easy Math for Kids, are you still taking enrollments for kids or are you trickling that down or are you still taking kids? Like if somebody had a kid that- well, We're going, do you know what? My new mission, my new mission is to deliver high quality, affordable and accessible education to children around the world. There you go. Because I'm saying about education and I started attracting other educators who also want to make changes, not just math, right? The others could be like, or in like emotional uh, social learning or like in, in literacy. You know, the others, I just started to attract others to right. uh, come together. Actually, I formed an education advisory board just in uh, January of this year. So uh, yes, I'm just getting excited now. My I, I found my life purpose and I know I'd be able to help change, like help children to pick up like this, unlock their genius within them, yeah, right? I love and, that. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's what I'm being called to do. I love that unlocking the genius because um, a lot of times it is locked up in there somewhere and maybe it is being afraid of math that keeps a lot of kids from going further in science or engineering or somewhere they could really go. So Annie, I'm thankful for what you do because I was one of those people or kids, I say people, but I guess I'm still not a math genius, but I was one of those kids who I feel like if I would have been better with math, I could have went further in certain things. But so I'm thankful for what you do. I'm also thank you, thankful for the contributing um, portions you did in these books because you are an amazing woman who endured a lot of things, but you show women and anybody for that matter. Just, just as I say this, I'm talking about women. That's who we are. And I can relate to that as far as being a single mother and saying, I have a dream to be home with my son and to endure whatever I need to, to learn what I need to, to figure out what I need to. And not only were you trying to figure out how to be a single mother, you are also learning how to come out of depression. So you had some amazing um, um, hurdles that you were able to not just get over, not just learn from, but give back so that people who may be going through something can see that, hey, they can do it. So I appreciate that. Any closing words, Annie, for the audience today? 
I, I think uh, uh, the inner journey is very important, which not necessarily everyone uh, look into. Uh, but I think like through my experiences, what I what's inside, it showed outside, and it also affects those that's around you. And that's what I see the influence. Uh, I think it's because of raising my son that I know is how it would impact him. It's based on what I do or what I say. <laughs> Uh, how I react emotionally, my emotional state affect his emotional state, especially when they're young child, right? Like children. So I learned a lot. So instead of trying to fix anyone else around you, your husband, your, <laughs> your student, like teacher, like everyone just look inside and work on your own. And then it will impact the others when we are uh, you know, being optimistic and being happy, being uh, peaceful, because your peace affects someone else's peace. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. Well, Annie, thank you for coming and thank you for saying yes to the interview. I'm going to put you backstage and I'll close out with the audience and I'll see you in just a minute. Thank, thank you, you again, Annie. Well, you guys, there you have it. Annie Hardart from Canada. Um, I think she said some major things. One was, if we just teach our children ahead of the curve, I'm paraphrasing, but if we just teach our, our children ahead of the curve, we equip them instead of trying to do emergency teaching and catch up work and trying to um, create a desire to learn. But if we just add a little bit of a, a bonus to them by deciding to invest in things like math and math learning and something that not just helps with math but also trains the brain and the mind i'd say that's trending in the right direction so um i did put the information down there if you're interested or maybe you know somebody or maybe you're a teacher and you want to collaborate because maybe you too have a a dream of making education something different than what it is um annie's a very awesome person i collaborate with her on a few different platforms and so and the other thing is you know no matter what it is that you're going through whether you're a single mother a single father whether you're just somebody who the road is getting long and it's getting tough right now one thing that was mentioned was see what you want for your future keep looking ahead and it makes decisions a whole lot easier and that makes a lot of sense what is it that you do want for yourself what is it that you see for yourself not including all the external circumstances and all the things, leave those factors out. But what calls you? What is it that you have inside of you that won't let go? That vision for your future. Just take hold of that and keep moving forward. Well, God bless you. Have a wonderful night and thank you for all those that tuned in. I hope you've received something from tonight and um, I'll see you next time. Make sure that you tell yourself at least two times a day, I can, I will, and I am so worth it. Yes, you are. Thank you for coming.